Hello, my name is Danielle Miller-Wagner and I'm with the Smart Cities Week Conference. I'm very pleased to welcome Jack McDougall, President and CEO of the Greater Washington Board of Trade to our podcast today. Hi, Jack. Hey, Danielle, how are you? Good, nice to have you. Oh, thanks, yeah, it's nice to be with you. Good. I wanna ask you a couple questions about our smart region for the DC metropolitan area. First off, what inspired you and the Board of Trade to initiate the Smart Region Initiative? Well, so it's interesting. I mean, we live in a time of really, really tremendous change. And like so many communities across the country, you know, uh, we're grappling with those here as well. And uh, we have uh, lots of challenges that we're facing as well as lots of opportunities. Uh, our region has roughly 6 million people in population, and we expect to add 1.5 million over the next 20 years. Uh, we're facing lots of challenges around housing and housing availability, housing costs, prices. We're facing a lot of uh, issues and challenges around transportation and congestion. Uh, also, uh, our region has you know, significant economic output, but we're really not growing very fast. So if you combine all those things over the longer term, you know, we could run into some real serious problems with regards to making investments in infrastructure and amenities and continuing to improve our quality of life. We also have a lot of economic disparity across our region. We have some really high income zip codes and some very low income zip codes. And so technology offers us an opportunity to really think differently uh, about some of those challenges and opportunities and how can we leverage things uh, differently and going forward. You know, we're, we're moving from uh, the 20th century uh, analog, vertically oriented, um, you know, operating systems or models and we're moving to some things that are much more uh, horizontal and digital. And so thinking as a region, how can we get out in front of all of these opportunities rather than reacting to them uh, became an imperative for us uh, from a business perspective and also with the various partners that we're bringing to the table. And so we see this as a, as a chance to really think differently about how we want to move into the future and how can we uh, begin to determine uh, what some of those elements are rather than just responding to them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about some of your specific goals for this collaboration? So we're still in the early phases of this and, uh, you know, part of the process here is to uh, work together to establish what we think are some of the goals uh, early on, so, so the way we're approaching this is uh, very um, inclusive. So the more people involved, the better, because what we're really talking about is a significant cultural shift. Uh, and one of the things that does make our region a little different is that it is composed of 24 different jurisdictions. That also includes two states, Maryland and Virginia, as well as the District of Columbia. Plus, because we are also the seat of the federal government, and so you just think about something as simple from a smart cities perspective. If you think about, you know, siting a, a equipment on a pole, the multiple jurisdictions that are involved in there between the federal government, state governments, local governments uh, can become very complicated. And so how do we align all of those different entities uh, towards a common solution set becomes uh, quite a challenge. 
But if we don't do that, then we're going to just fall farther and farther behind. And so the initial goal of the collaboration is really bringing all of the various players together at the table. Uh, and then having everyone take part in and own what it is that we are working on and owning so that later on when we get into some more difficult challenges, we'll have the right framework in place that we can work through those. That sounds good. So beyond the very large number of jurisdictions, uh, different levels of government, um, local, state, federal, what other are there any other factors that make this partnership unique so i think what's really unique about our approach here is oftentimes what we've seen around smart technology or smart deployments and you know everybody has a little bit of a you know different viewpoint of what smart means and we're, we're thinking about it fairly broadly i mean we're looking at it from the perspective of you know, how do we become a much more um, uh, digitally enabled region? Um, you know, so it's not just about government services, but it's about how we as uh, a region operate uh, in a digital environment. And so when we uh, think about how that works, it's not from our perspective, we don't want to necessarily jump ahead yet to solutions or applications and we've seen that too often where a city puts out an RFP uh, for street lights and then they you know offer out to a vendor they come in and they haven't really thought through a lot of the various issues involved interconnectivity data management you know multiple technology deployments on the hardware on the you know on the hardware whatever it is so how do we create a, a system whereby we can address those types of issues? So what is the, uh, the infrastructure, both hard and soft infrastructure? And so what I mean by that is so it's not just uh, fiber and 5G or the, you know, the hard components, but what's the policy environment? You know, can we put in place joint procurement authorities? How do we fast track permitting? How do we deal with human capital? Uh, how do we look at long-term sustainability and resiliency? You know, what is social inclusion? You know, we're, we're building and designing our overall program from the perspective of uh, inclusivity. And so how do we think about that across a broader region so that we're not just uh, isolating and continuing to compound uh, some of our existing uh, challenges? And so I think what's a little bit different probably in what we're doing is the holistic approach that we're taking and thinking about that very uh, systemically from the beginning. That's terrific. It's, it's very reassuring to hear that you're starting with such a broad scope and not just looking at the technology pieces. Well, and that's one of the challenging parts because everybody says, wow, this is a really big undertaking. Well, yeah, it is, but we're kind of convinced that uh, at it from that framework then we can't really then break it down in its component pieces and then really prioritize so that we can then be more effective at how we actually deploy things so taking that bigger sort of global view from our perspective makes a lot of sense so jack can you tell us a little bit about the role of each of the three partners the primary partners in the smart region uh, relationship the uh, the board of trade the Metropolitan Washington Council of Governments and the University Consortium. 
what role do each of the partners play and um, and and what is their um, what are their responsibilities? So some of that we're still sorting through. Uh, but from the outset, what we wanted was is that we wanted a very broad coalition and partnership uh, across the entire region that represented industry, government, and academia. Uh, you know, this 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 won't work for us, uh, and I think it doesn't work in a lot of cases if it's just industry driven. And likewise, it doesn't work very well if it's just government driving it. And so it really does need to be a collaboration between those entities. And so from the outset, we wanted to make sure that the organizations that represented those various sectors were all at the table from the beginning. And uh, we're actually, you know, we're really working this as, you know, co-partners. And so all of our different strategy groups and our conversations around topic areas are populated with representatives from all three organizations. Um, our overall strategy group is led by the executive management teams of all three of these uh, organizations. And then we're, we're drilling down into specific areas. So for example, when I talk about joint procurements, you know, that's something that's done at the government level. So working with COG and the chief administrative officers, chief information officers, and chief procurement officers, uh, amongst all of their members are now working with us and uh, industry working with some of our partners that are involved in procurement, working together to define what a joint procurement authority across the entire region would look like, as well as building on areas where some of those existing or where some of those authorities uh, may already exist. And then where we need some um, in-depth uh, research or other uh, things like that, we can bring in some of our university partners. And so we're really you know, dividing and conquering here uh, and you know, leveraging what each of the organizations brings to the table. And then when it comes to you know, affecting large whole scale change on a particular matter, um, by having all of those sectors represented, you know, we can then develop plans on how we can attack those issues as they arise. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so the next question I have is, is looking into your crystal ball. Um, I realize we're still early. <laughs> you have a crystal ball. Good. Good. Um, what do you anticipate your biggest challenges to be in forming and implementing the smart region? Well, I mean, I think anytime you're trying to undertake change, it's, you know, it's the cultural issues. It's, you know, there's always, you know, a certain amount of folks that are, you know, totally enthusiastic. It's like, yeah, this is great. I understand it. We need to move forward. You know, there's another group of folks that say, hey, you know, this is interesting. I want to learn more, but I'm still kind of skeptical. And then you always have a group of folks that no matter what, they're just resistant to change and they don't want to do things. So I think it's when you're dealing with, you know, folks uh, across the region. Uh, it's working through a lot of those types of issues, you know, uh, we do things a certain way and that's how we do it. And, you know, we don't really want to do something new and different. Um, but I think one of the things that works to our advantage right now is that, you know, a lot of the different jurisdictions here uh, are working in these various areas and they have different programs. And I think they're beginning to recognize the advantages towards uh, engaging in a bigger effort uh, so that all the burden isn't on them individually. But I think it's navigating that shift that's the biggest challenge. I mean, basically, you're taking people from an environment of, you know, where you have 50% of 100, 
and convincing them that 10% of a thousand is better, but you have such a vested interest in that 50% that it's hard to make that transition. And so there's a lot of uh, work that needs to be done around engaging people and talking to people and making sure that you're reaching out to folks that have very different perspectives. And so a big component to what we're doing now, and we're bringing in a lot of different partners to help us with this, is really on the engagement and communications piece. Uh, and making sure that we're really dealing with that and, and managing that from the very outset. That makes a lot of sense. Inertia is a very powerful force. So yeah. I, I don't, um, that is gonna be quite an undertaking. And last but not least, Jack, can you share with us some of the metrics that you plan to use that will demonstrate whether you've been successful toward this ambitious goal? So we're in the process of developing those, uh, you know, and we're doing that collaboratively with all of our partners so that they're, again, that there's buy-in into what those are so we can use those. One thing that we're in the process of doing right now that I think is a little bit different too is we've got a team of folks uh, that we brought together from across the country to build out a reference architecture. What I mean by that is an overall um, sort of an operating model from a technology perspective that we can begin to use uh, with regards to setting uh, requirements. You know, how do we deal with issues of interoperability across uh, systems uh, that, you know, cross jurisdictional boundaries? And so that'll begin to provide a basic platform for how we do this. And then from there, we can begin to think in terms of metrics. Um, you know, so, you know, you could, you could envision metrics right now where you could see um, analyzing all of the various jurisdictional budgets. And if you're able to collaborate more effectively on joint procurements, are we freeing up resources to invest in other types of amenities, whether it's parks, pre-K education, things like that. And then long-term, what are your impact metrics? I mean, are you seeing a decrease in traffic congestion? Are you seeing overall productivity? Are you seeing overall economic growth rates go up? But it's a little bit premature to get too far out in front of those things. We wanna make sure we get the basic building blocks in place first, uh, and then make sure that we do have a set of very meaningful metrics uh, that we can think over the long term. You know, we don't view this as an 18 or 36 month uh, effort. You know, we really view this in terms of the next 10, 15 or 20 years. How do we very deliberately move our region uh, in, a, in a new and higher impact direction? That makes perfect sense. Thank you. And sure. thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today, Jack. Oh, great. Happy to do it. So before we sign off, I just want to remind our listeners that Jack and his colleagues who are involved in the smart region effort for the DC metropolitan area will be speaking at Smart Cities Week, Washington, DC on Wednesday, October 2nd, um, 2019. Uh, in a session entitled Building Smart Regions, Collaborating Across Boundaries, and How to Make It Work for Your City and State. So I hope that all of our listeners will join us uh, for that conversation at Smart Cities Lake Washington, DC. And with that, I'd like to thank Jack McDougall, President and CEO of the Greater Washington Board of Trade for your time today. Thank you so much, Jack. All right, great, thank you. Stop.